Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! We now join DJ Scoob in the coaching of Mikhail, owner of Mudwalker Productions, already in progress. All right, Mikhail. First of all, I, I want to say thank you so much for you know taking the time to talk to me a little bit today about what you would like to do with, I guess, your podcast. Is that what we're kind of going to concentrate on? Yeah, technically, it's more about the production company as a whole. Right. Okay. Awesome. So tell me kind of what's on your mind right now. What kind of things do you have working? What kind of uh, goals do you have for yourself? I mean, what do you have What do you have on your mind right now that you want to accomplish? Well, one of my biggest things is I'm just trying to figure out a good way to actually accumulate funding to be able to tell all of my stories that I have. Mm-hmm. And right now we're doing really good. Uh, our show just from monetizing our uh, zombie podcast has done really well. We're making a small amount just off of the ads that we run through the show cool what type of ads are they uh they're just basic ads that Acast runs through their monetization program oh okay mm-hmm. all right any anything else i mean okay we got we got some funding happening that you want to have done what else is going on uh right now i'm just in the process of trying to accumulate more voice actors because all of my scripts require a lot of people. And right now, everything that I'm doing, I'm doing with my family. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's been a really fun experience doing it. But at the same time, I know they get kind of burnt out and need a break. So it's that like, okay, I need to find some extra people to kind of offset the the workload. Right, right. So you need people to help you with voice acting. Anything else that you need help with as far as that's concerned? Uh, a lot because I'm very new to the podcasting world. So <laughs> a lot of the things that I've done so far, I've I've had a couple other uh, podcasters that I'm really good friends with that have their own shows, and they've kind of helped coach me and taught me a lot of, little bit about like what to look for, what to do, and how to uh, I'd say uh, present myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. So what do you think is your highest concern? I mean, there's a few things, but what do you think is your highest concern right now in that aspect? Uh, in that aspect, I do feel like some of the things that I'm doing, I could be doing a lot better, like uh, getting myself out there and actually approaching people to join 
under our production company and start working with me. But at, at that, I think it's just my own uh, hesitation to mm-hmm. put myself into that spot. Okay. I take a lot of notes, just so you know. <laughs> okay. What else is going on? Do you think there's anything else that you might need help with that you want to ask any particular thing that you want me to go over with you? Um, really, I'm just, I'm interested to see what other people's opinions are for the process of what I'm doing and potentially what I could be doing better. Okay. Okay, so it sounds like you just want to get some uh, some feedback on what you're doing right now, and just kind of see what you could do to improve what you're what you're doing. Does yeah. That sound right. Okay. Feedback. Okay. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's about what I'm looking for right now. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So what are you doing right now to get feedback from anybody? I mean, you're telling me that you're going out and you're trying to find other podcasters. What else are you doing to get feedback from other people? Uh, I talked to some of our listeners that listen to the show and I asked them, like, out of everything that you've heard so far from episode one to our season one finale, what have you noticed that I've improved on? What can I do better? Like, what steps do you feel I should be taking to create a better uh, environment and in a better, uh, entertainment center to hook people better. Okay. So you're actually, you're actually getting in contact with your, uh, with your listeners. Yeah. Cause I have multiple groups. I've got, uh, my Facebook group under Mudwalker productions. And then I have a discord channel where a lot of like gamers have jumped on and they're like, Oh yeah, dude, I listen to your podcast while we play video games and stuff. And they're like, it's really cool. And they're like, but we did notice in some of your episodes that like your volume is way too low and we can't understand what some people are saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. that's one thing that I've been focusing on is trying to be better at audio production. Uh, audio production. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. And um, so so you've started a community of some kind for your podcast. It sounds like. Yes. Okay, good. Um, let me think here for a second. Have you started putting together possibly like a, uh, an email list for your, uh, for your community? Uh, I don't have an email list, but I do have, uh, uh, my Patreon account. I have one Patreon member and I noticed that every time somebody logs on and checks out the Patreon, I actually get their email along with it. So I wanted to start like a newsletter to be able to send out to those people. And I, I do kind of do that with Facebook already on the, mm-hmm. the group page. That way people can be in touch with what I'm doing. And hopefully if they like it, then they'll be able to contact me at the same time too. Good. Um, putting together an email list is beneficial too, to help you find uh, money and sponsors. Um, just because it, it's an easier way to market to people directly instead of like a bunch of people on discord or a bunch of people, you know, on Facebook or something like that. It's more direct. So like, it, it's just, it's just easier and not having to depend on algorithms like on Facebook to, to get in hold of, of people or like, I like Facebook. I use Facebook a lot. I really do. But at the same time, if something happens where Facebook goes down or Twitter goes down or even discord goes down, what happens? You know, you can't control, you can't, 
yeah. get a hold of anybody. But if you have an email list of all these people that you're in contact with, you actually have direct, hey, everything's okay. Don't worry. Everything's going on. Hey, I have this new product come out, that kind of thing. So putting together an email list uh, is one of the main things that I put together when I talk to a new people because a lot of times they'll figure it out later on and they'll wish they had it. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? So if you start it now and build that up and uh, it also helps, like I said, with, um, with at advertising, Hey, I got a new episode coming out instead of putting it out on Twitter, which only, you know, a quarter of the people are going to see it anyway. For an example, everybody that you have an email list is going to know you have an episode coming out. So they're going to say, Oh yeah, a new episode. I'm ready for that. You know? So with the email list thing, I'm I'm still not exactly sure how those work uh, and really how to get it started. Sure. So um, a lot of email uh, list providers like ConvertKit, I use ConvertKit and I also use a uh, system uh, with an E in the end of it. And they actually help you build a landing page. It's okay. A, okay. So you send you you build a landing page for yourself. I'm actually doing this myself right now too. That's why I know about it. So you build yourself a landing page and then you direct everybody to the landing page. So you can say over your podcast, hey, I have this, go to this and be part of my community. Uh, even when you make that newsletter, you could actually make that as an that newsletter an incentive to join the uh to go on to the landing page and join up for your email list. Okay. So like Join the email list now and you'll get my very first newsletter or something like that. Yeah, some some kind of incentive to get people to go up to the landing page and sign up for for your email list. Okay. And that that actually it all happens automatically. So all you have to do is like in, input whatever it is that you're going to send to them and when they sign up it'll automatically send it to them so you don't have to do too much. It's very automated. Very very. Uh, give me one second so I can grab a piece of paper. Yeah, go for it. I don't know where all the paper went. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's why I record these, just in case. <laughs> okay, but just real quick, what was that uh, website? ConvertKit? ConvertKit, okay. Yeah. So um, that's that's a good one. Uh, you, have, you get your first 300... Uh, subscribers for free. So it'll hold up to 300 emails for you for free before you have to start paying. But okay. the system system.io, I think is the other one that I use. And that's the one I'm kind of concentrating on right now. They actually give you up to 3000. So that's kind of the like, I'm oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, but the thing about that is convert kits a little more thorough and easier to follow. Okay. So it's like, you know, give or take how you want. I, I might start like my email list on system, then switch it over to convert kit when I, you know, when I have the money to be able to do that. But anyway, the whole, the whole point here is starting an email list, I think would be beneficial for you and your podcast and what you're trying to accomplish. Perfect. Okay. Um, getting feedback is going to be important. I personally think if you can join an, an actual community of people, not just your, not just your community, but a community of, uh, creatives, like-minded people, uh, things like that to actually bounce uh, ideas off of people that are a little more experienced than you have a little more knowledge about what's happening and that kind of thing. Now I actually have a community called, uh, <laughs> it's called creator lab. It's from pneumo spec. It's a company that I work for. Okay. 
And uh, it's a newer one, but it's really inexpensive. It's only like 40 bucks a month and you get access to, we have, we have about a hundred people in there right now. So you get direct access to these people to be able to ask them questions, to be able to have them look over your things. And then um, uh, for a little bit more, we actually help you find sponsors. We also okay. that would um, be helpful. Yeah. We actually have somebody that actively helps you find sponsors um, and community and things like that. So um, if you want to look that up, you can, it's, um, I'll send you a link to that. So if you want to take a look at it, you can. It's for 14 days for free, and then you decide if you want to do it or not. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to help you. Okay. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> I put that out there. But I really think that joining an actual structured community to get the feedback that you're looking for, get opinions from other people that know exactly what you're doing and what, what you're trying to accomplish will be beneficial for you instead of kind of willy-nilly trying to find you know people whenever you can. Well, I think so far, one of my favorite experiences doing what I've done so far is when I started, I was a a Patreon member of some other shows. And at that, I started talking with the creators of those shows. And I was like, hey, like, how did you get started? Like, was it easy and all this? And then I started talking about some of the stories that I had. And there's this one girl uh, from Blighthouse Studios who does the Lucky Die and a bunch of other shows. And when I told her about it, she was like, you need to do this. She's yeah. Like, your show is really good. She's like, I love your idea. And she's like, your energy is awesome. She's like, if you need help, I'm always down to help. So she actually voice acts with us. And uh, so does her husband. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it's fun when you can actually find somebody that knows what you're going through. And it, you know, that's one thing for me too. I've noticed in the podcast community, Everybody is just so helpful, That's amazing. so willing to to help you out, even though technically we're, you know, against, I don't want to say against each other, but you know what I'm saying? Like we're all in podcasting fighting for, for uh, downloads and listens, but at the same time, we're all here to help each other and, and support each other and what we're trying to accomplish. So. Well, and that's what's been really cool because uh, doing my zombie podcast, like one of my biggest ones that inspired me to do it was uh, Casey Whalen's We're Alive. Mm-hmm. And I've actually talked with him and he was like, he's like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about your show. And he was like, he's like, honestly, he's like, that's awesome. He's like, everybody loves zombies. He's like, (laughs) no matter what you have a different Avenue, you could always go to have different types of infected, like the story structure. And he was like, the way you're doing it, he was like, that's really awesome. He's like, I'm glad I could inspire you to create something like that. All right. Yeah. That's always great to have that kind of positive feedback. Um, but don't be afraid to get negative feedback either. Yeah. It's you not know? negative. It's helpful. Constructive. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, another thing I'd like you to look into is uh, a book. You might know this. I don't know. Um, called Superfans. Uh, no. Written by a gentleman named Pat Flynn. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's basically a book on how to get p- your listeners from kind of just kind of passive listening to super fans and the, and the walkthrough process of how to be able to accomplish that, which one of them is an email list. Um, and, but again, definitely highly recommend that if you want, I could send a link to that too, to my affiliate link. So you can get that book. Um, do you have audible by chance already? I, I, I do. You do. Okay. Yeah. So I really suggest that in audio version, just because he actually goes off of the script a lot to talk about different types of things besides what's in the book. 
Hmm. So, um, definitely recommend, highly recommend that. That way you can see how you can convert. You have some, some active fans now, as it sounds like. So that's good. So let's get them past that. There's actually another level of that besides that, where there are super fans where they're actually willing to basically follow you anywhere and pay anything that you put out. Hmm. So do you have any like ideas for products or actual physical products you could sell your, I do. And that's actually one thing that I've been working on with uh, basically my uh, quality control manager, who's uh, Hem Cleveland from Mm -hmm. the lucky die, because she's been super helpful. And she's like, if you ever need help, don't, don't ever hesitate to ask. So I started a Indiegogo campaign, Mm -hmm. but I haven't published it yet just because I'm like, I want to make sure it's all in order, looks nice and shiny that way. It's not going to just be shoved under the rug. I want people to kind of see that like, okay, he's serious about this. So I've got merchandise that I'm actually looking at right now, like stickers, Mm -hmm. shirts, uh, sweaters and stuff like that, buttons and pins and all sorts of different stuff. All all zombie themed, I hope. Uh, Yes. Some of them them have the cover art that my good friend has been doing for me, which is the main new cover art that's on our show and oh good and honestly it blew me away because at first like i was like yeah i just have this concept i'm like if you can give it a try and then when he showed back up and he's like hey what do you think about this and i'm like holy crap dude that's (laughs) way better than i was expecting (laughs) it's amazing when that happens no and he's just a talented artist too so no matter what i'm like dude i'm you're you're my you're my dedicated art guy there you go so do you have um other ways to like, I know, I know this might be kind of far off, but like, you know, they have uh, the Walker stalker con things like that. Yeah. Would you be able to put something together like that? You think? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I did get invited down to uh PodFest here down in Vegas a while back, but mm-hmm. it was on such short notice where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to make it, but it would have been really cool to go down and actually meet all these people. Cause a couple of the podcasters that were featured there were the ones that got a hold of me and were like, Hey, dude, you should come down and network. And I'm like, Oh, I'd love to, but I, I that's too short notice. I couldn't make the trip. So um, one of the things, the book, the um, I, I refer a lot to the, uh, to super fans, in situations like this. So one of the things it talks about is uh, putting together gigs and something where you can actually, even if it's online, like we're doing right now, but you know, you have people that want to sign up for it and that kind of thing. So you can get like four or five people on there and and just talk about zombies or whatever it is that you talk about, you know, and that kind of thing, starting to get out a little more into the community that you're in right now um, will be beneficial. But I know it's like, you have a little bit of hesitation in doing that. Why do you have like a hesitation to, to kind of put yourself out there? Well, when I do those kind of things, I live way out of town up on top of a mountain. So Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do is very secluded because our internet isn't great. We have like the worst internet speed. So trying to do any live event like this, it means that, okay, I have to come down into town and set up an area kind of like this, which now I have that opportunity and that option to do. So it's kind of it's slowly inspiring more to get out and do it, but I still have that hesitation just because I'm not that kind of like tech savvy kind of guy. 
if you've if you've gotten this far where you can get onto a Zoom call with me, you can do a gig. <laughs> it's it, I I just you're you're hesitating you're hesitating honestly out of I mean and, and I'm just going to be upfront with you. It just sounds like to me you're hesitating out of fear. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I for for fear fear is like an acronym for me. False evidence appearing real. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't what you're going through right now. Isn't like a saber tooth tiger that's going to come bite you, or anything like that. It's nothing that's going to hurt you. It's just something that that you yourself have to get be able to get over, even though it's not a, a physical fear. Yeah. So me personally, when I think about fear, I think it's actually something that's pointing me in a direction. If I'm scared to do something, that means I have to do it. Yeah. I use it as a leader. As I. I don't want like my Yoda or if we want to call it that, you know, or something like that. Um, because it's telling you that you you need to do this. You're scared to do it because you need to do it. Well, and at that, that same aspect with even starting the show, put me in that same kind of boat where I wasn't sure how the show was going to be received. And at that, I was like, uh, I'm really not sure about doing it, but then it was like, all right, do the first episode and I'll just put it out there. And then after that, seeing people really enjoy it was like, Oh, 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 wow. Uh, I shouldn't have been so hesitant. Like people loved it. So now I got to really get on it. There you go. So what's, what's not to say that that's going to happen when you put together uh, a get together of some kind. I don't know. I think part of that hesitation is just wondering if anybody would show up. But I think that, again, is part of that fear where I just need to stop being afraid and just do it. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Get through that first one, just like you did your podcast. Get through that first get together. Now you have a community. You've already skipped a lot of what I haven't even done yet, to be honest <laughs> with you. You have a community of people. Now, the community I have of people, uh, uh, they're you know, I haven't really, I'm actually just now getting into where I can get a gig together with them. And I'm doing, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you at this point, but I've actually put one out there and I'm doing a group coaching um, on Tuesday. Hmm. So all the people in this community are, have this link to come to my group coaching. So we're going to just see what happens. That'll be pretty cool. So I, and I think you should be able to do the same thing. Put together just a quick, it, I mean, just do it on Zoom, really. And just put it, put it, hey, go to, can you make a, can you make um, pretty links? Can you make like real simple links off of your website? I think so, yeah. Okay. So if, if you put a Zoom, put a Zoom thing together, take that link, put it in your printing links and then make it something really simple. So go like um, my creator lab uh, is tuepodcast.net backslash lab. Really easy, simple, smooth to remember. So tell people to go to this if you want to join this gig. And then come down off the hill, go into your office here if they'll let you, and then do it there. You know, or whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, you got some stuff worked out, so that's cool. Whatever you need to do. So, and that way you could actually get into real hardcore touch with your community. They'll see your face and know who you are, and now they have more of a bond with you. And you're closer, you get closer and closer to having those super fans that actually want to be a part of your world. Yeah, I become a little bit more personable with my listener base and everybody who wants to interact. And the people that you actually touch will go out and tell people about you 
about your podcast and you'll get more downloads, listens, whatever goal you have for them. And hopefully sell some products and, and get that funding that you're looking for. That would be amazing. And at that, yeah, if I start doing the Zoom calls and I get some of my first merchandise, I can show it and be like, hey, check out the shirts. Like, this is what we got going or check out the hat. Like, it would be really cool to be able to have that venue to be able to show people what I'm capable of. Exactly. And then you could post them wherever your socials are and show people are actually starting to because people that see people do things want to join. Oh, he's got that cool. Oh, I love the design of that. I need to get myself one of those and send him a picture. So he puts me on his Instagram, whatever, something like that. You know, start that flow, start that flow of people that are interested in your show and then want to be a part of what you're actually accomplishing in your show. That makes sense. It does. Okay. What's going through your head right now? Tell me what's going on. Well, right now I'm, I'm honestly thinking, holy crap, I have a lot of homework that I still have to do. Oh yeah. We all do. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean like out of everything right now, I think there's just that little bit of apprehension because again, like I don't have a massive funding to be able to do this. I don't make a lot of money because I only work part-time while doing podcasting as my other side job. Right. And right now I work three days a week doing painting for a company in and out here in Sandpoint. Mm-hmm. And then on that, I spend most of my time script writing and audio editing, trying to get my stories out. And it's slowly gained enough traction that I'm like, okay, like I can finally start looking at doing some merchandising with a little bit of the revenue that I've gotten from my ads but I start small. So I'm thinking stickers first, like just something small and simple that I can send out to people or use as like a bonus for like, Hey, if you join the Patreon tier at $3, you get a booklet of stickers that are the cover art logos and all the different art that we have for our show. There you go. So, um, having, having that, that's really good. That's a good idea. You should do that. Um, a lot of the stuff that you need to accomplish doesn't cost anything. Yeah. You really think about it and, and kind of work it out. Like technically, technically you can actually put together an email list and just do it manually. Now that's going to take a lot more time and effort, but it can be done. Um, uh, things like editing and doing zoom calls. I mean, I, I get a limited zoom for $15 a month. Oh, wow. So I get as many people, I get up to a hundred people on there and unlimited time for $15 a month. Wow. So it's really inexpensive. If you don't do that, it's 45 minutes for free. You know, that's okay. Sometimes you could do it in 45 minutes, but a lot of times when I do coachings like this, it takes an hour or so. So I have to get the bigger package, but I mean, you know, putting together something like that, not very expensive. And then you could just put something out there on your, on your, uh, discord, I got a helicopter going by. Um, uh, put something out of your Discord. Say, hey, you know, I'm doing this. Like I was saying, and then just give out that link and have people, and then see how many people actually join. It'll actually tell you how many people join. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So finding ways to be able to do things for free or close or very inexpensive um, takes a little bit of homework to do, but it's very possible and helps you to keep that cost down. Hmm. Now, um, who do you, and something that just kind of came to my mind, you told me that some of the people were telling you about your audio was a kind of a little bit off. Yeah. And the first episodes where I 
just dip my toes into it because I I'd never edited audio before and mm-hmm. really didn't have any experience with it. But some of the voices and how I try to design the scene, uh, you had people talking. So it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I can't have that because that's part of the story. You need to hear what these people are saying. Right. And so- the, the downside to that is on those first episodes, the way I edited them, uh, I can't retrieve the original uh, voice tracks oh, for yeah. that entire episode. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could do is go through on the one track and try to amplify those certain spots, which it helped. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, this this goes to show people where I started and where I'm at now. Exactly. So, exactly. Because a lot of people like seeing that progression. People like seeing that hero's story where we started out this way and now we're here. Yeah. So I was going to say, don't delete those. Don't change them, anything. Just leave them there because people would see how you've come across. Now, it sounds like you've fixed those problems since then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of research. And like I said, I have some podcast friends. Uh, one is uh, Fool and Scholar, Travis Vengroth. He's an actual sound engineer. So he kind of broke stuff down for me. I was like, this is what you need to look for. He's like, when you're doing your editings and recordings, he's like, you got to keep everything within this level. You don't mm-hmm. want it to peak. But if you're at a certain decibel level, he's like, the more background noise you have, that's just going to cut it out and overpower it. So he's like, you need to kind of balance everything a little better. And that was honestly really helpful. And that's where it was like, okay, I'll give that a try. And when I started doing it, people were like, holy crap, dude, like, and that, that new episode that you put out, like when you're walking in the grass, they're like, if I closed my eyes, I can imagine what's happening in that scene. It's like, all right, good. Like, I'm yeah, you're doing it right. Better. If you could close your eyes and, and kind of feel it out. So that's good. So um, what what do you what improvements do you think you can have by approaching people? I mean, let's just kind of hit that a little bit more, because I think that's going to be the one thing that's going to kind of slow you down in your progression. Cause it sounds like, it sounds like you have the podcast is down. It sounds like that's down. Yeah. You have products out there. You have that down. But I think the one thing that's holding you back at this particular point is actually self exposure. So, I mean, besides the, besides the uh, discord and the Facebook group, what other things do you think of that you might be able to do? Well, I use uh, Twitter and Instagram, and that's pretty much about as far as I go with exposure. I mean, there have been a couple people on Twitter that reach out and have their own uh, like newsletter for podcasts, like indie production podcasts, mm-hmm. and they've invited me to join those. So I added my show into their catalog and stuff like that, which has really helped. But other than that, I'm not exactly sure what kind of other exposure I could be doing to get out other than like my business cards that I've made and just started leaving in random spots around town. So, but other than that, yeah, I'm not sure what else to do. um, I'm going to give you an idea. I don't know how you feel about it, but let's just throw it out there anyway. What would you think about starting a YouTube channel? I would like to, I do actually have a YouTube channel, but at the same time, I'm not exactly sure how to work with YouTube. (laughs) It's another one of those things that would be another big learning curve for me. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, the stuff that I have on YouTube, if you go and look up Mikhail Pollock under uh, on YouTube, Mm -hmm. I have an intro video for raising hope that my buddy Torin, who is a video editor, he put that together for me. And then I did the dub over with 
basically my intro trailer. And so that one turned out really fun. And at that, uh, even my brother-in-law, he's starting to do his own YouTube video kind of stuff. And he was like, dude, like we need to start recording some of our sessions that way. Like when we're sitting here talking in the cast AMAs or anything, or recording an episode, he's like, we should honestly video ourselves at the same time. So we can throw that up on your page and get that like, Hey, this is us. This is what we do. And this is how we do it. And he's on the right track. Yeah. He's definitely on the right track. Um, I, I actually have, I don't, I'm not, I don't do it on my coachings, but on my episodes where I actually interview people, I have a second camera behind my camera. Uh-huh. And I actually start that camera about three or five minutes before the person comes on. Cause I, t- I talked, I talked to my school believers. I call them school believers. That's, that's my, that's my guys. Cause I, I'm DJ Scoob, so I got I'm school believers, right? So um and I talked to them and said, Hey, this is what's going on in my life right now. These are the plans that I have. Then my guests will come on, but before I even start recording with my guests, I'll actually have a short conversation with them, see what you know, just talk with them a little bit. So this is content before the content. And then after I turn off the the recording, I actually talk to them a little bit more. How did that feel? What do you have? Do you have any questions for anything like that? And they'll, a lot of times they'll actually come up with some extra questions and content for me. And then I'll take that and put it on my Patreon. Oh, that's cool. And then have that as bonus content that people can get for $5 a month. But having behind the scenes content, especially for your type of a podcast or what you're doing would actually be very beneficial. I think putting that up as a YouTube uh, channel would be awesome because now people can hear you and hear what y'all are doing, but actually visually see what you're doing to make the sound effects and things like that too. Um, Also, and something that people have been doing lately, excuse me, it's just putting a still frame of your cover. And there's putting the audio in mm. as a, as a YouTube because a lot of people are starting to consume uh, podcasts not just like on Spotify and all that, but actually through YouTube because YouTube actually has a searchability where podcast most podcast platforms don't. Mm. So when well, it, I, I've noticed that my my hosting platform uh, Acast they actually have the option for YouTube, but the uh, when I tried to do it once. For some reason, they told me that my audio file was too big and I was too, like, too long. Yeah. It doesn't make sense though. Like I've seen videos on there that are like three hours long and I'm like, how does my audio file, how is it too big? So I don't know much about that particular platform. So I'm sorry if I'm asking questions, you know, but do they limit about how much, do they go by space, but how much space goes into, or they go by time? I think it's uh, like space, like data wise. Okay. That's why you actually have to get a higher, uh, probably a um, higher tier than what you're at now to be able to download. That's a guess. Like I said, I'm not sure about that, but I've heard of that where if it's, you only have a certain amount of space to be able to download into. So what I do is I actually use uh, a company called Buzzsprout Hmm. and they go by time. Okay. So instead of having, you know, a a certain amount of megabytes to be able to fit into their platform, you could put in a two hour episode and it'll do it. Now it'll suck up all your time for that week or for that month, but it's, it's possible. So me personally, I have a, uh, I'm on the second tier. So I get six hours worth of download time. Hmm. So like I could put, I pretty much fit my whole month into 
into a day if I really wanted to or however. But the other way to do it is just to download it, you know, just record it like we're recording now off of Zoom or whatever, and then just straight downloading it into a, into YouTube, which is very a little simpler than most people think. And there's well, I, I, the biggest issue that I'm, I need to look at with something like that is uh, the licensing for some of the sound effects and music that I use because it goes what pro uh, what uh, hosting platform are you using and what is it going to be on so. Acast is my biggest hosting platform and they distribute everywhere. But with some of my licensing, I'm not sure if I'm able to take my recordings and just upload them onto my YouTube channel without getting flagged for uh, licensing issues. Well, do you have licensing for your podcast? Yes. Okay. Then you have licensings for YouTube. Okay. So that is exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You won't have any problems with that. Um, and just to throw this out there, if you do have questions about licensing and things like that, the Creator Lab, uh, we actually have a um, a podcast lawyer that you could bounce ideas off of. Oh. So that's a nice I might, I might have to check name. that out. <laughs> yeah, his name is Gordon. Uh, I've talked to him several times. He's a great guy, and he'll answer any basic questions for you, like right off, and he won't charge you anything for it. So if it gets to something too extensive, we might have to talk about it. But, I mean, real – I asked him if I could use Scooby Doo as my as my logo. He told me no. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Anyway, just basic questions. He'll answer them for you. He's he's a big part of the community. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much about licensing. If if you already have licensing, especially for sound effects. Now visuals are a little, probably a little bit different, but sounds and music. I mean things like that. As long as you have a license for them for your podcasts, then it's the same thing for YouTube. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I don't have any like visuals or videos that I would have to worry about all the art that is done is art that we own that my buddy does. So he's the one that's like, Oh dude, use the art anywhere. He's like, that's your art. He's like, you paid for it. And he's like, I didn't even want you to pay me for it, but you paid me for it. And I'm like, well, I have to, (laughs) your art is totally worth it. And I'm going to support you in your dream of being an amazing artist, which he does crazy art like not just graphics and stuff he does clay and stuff so like he did a clay sculpture of yoda and then he did a clay sculpture of Gru, and it was like oh that's insane dude's talented oh yeah calerian uh on instagram calerian art and he's got uh uncle iroh from avatar the last airbender yes super amazing sculpture <laughs> and just the amount of detail that he puts into it is amazing. Let me ask you this question. How could you incorporate something with him on YouTube? I think in that it would be talking with him while he's working on something and while I'm working on something. So if I'm writing or typing out a script while he's playing around with this clay or drawing something for the show, like, doing some concept art for me, that would be something that I feel like him and I could sit down, do a video and have that conversation with like, okay, this is kind of what I see in my head. Like, can you do a quick sketch to Mm -hmm. get the basic idea and just kind of go through like something like that. So um, I have, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I wonder if I can look him up real quick. I actually did a voice job. It was a single line. But uh, for where where is she at? 
I'll have to send it to you. I can't remember the name of it right away. So what she does is she actually has still sketches that go like a storyboard for her stories. Yeah. And she puts those on YouTube. Ah. So like, here's a voice. Here's a still frame of what's happening in the scene. And she'll move them as the story progresses. So what she'll actually do is as she's telling the story or as she's making the story or whatever, she storyboards it. And then on the YouTube channel, she'll take the the actual finished product of that storyboard, like an actual picture, put it up on the screen on the YouTube, and then tell a story that way. That That's pretty cool. My buddy, uh, Torin, who's my friend, that's the video editor guy, he did some stuff because he's in, in college right now for videography, and he put together kind of the same thing. He had small pictures that he was like, okay, I'm going to animate these, but I need somebody to do the voice of these little birds. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're, you're a great actor. So he's like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure. So I did that to help him out. And yeah, it turned out really cool. So you actually have a circle of friends. It sounds like to me that would actually help you be successful in a YouTube channel. Yeah. I think right now it was just the apprehension with, being on youtube that was kind of my biggest issue and i think that, again that falls back onto that fear and i just need to stop and go for it and just do it yeah you know i mean my podcast i talk about how we just need to start how we need to do it today and my my tagline is i can i am i will and i'm doing it today i think you really need to put that aspect into yourself and and just do it Start it today. Well, I mean, you know, not right now. We're kind of talking. But, you know, just sit down with yourself and just say, hey, this is what I need to do. And then go out and then do it. You you are holding yourself back. That's exactly what's happening here. You have a lot of great ideas. You have fantastic imagination. You're probably a fantastic creative, I can tell already. You have so many great ideas. You have such talent around you. You need to organize that and use it. Yeah. I need to stop being afraid. Okay. So I'm going to uh, get into um, the finding voice actors. I mean, what are you doing right now to find voice actors? I know you got family and kind of that kind of thing. What else are you doing? Um, I've joined a couple uh, Facebook groups, like a voice acting community. And I've also been branching out on different avenues on different websites. Like uh, I think one was Linktree and... Mm-hmm. A couple of those, but some of the voice actors that I've talked to have been, uh, it's, it's kind of bad to say, but they've been toxic. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. It's like a lot of the people that try to get a hold of me to do it are like, oh, like I am this amazing voice actor and you need to pay me this much. And it's like, uh, no, like your voice doesn't match exactly what I'm kind of looking for. And at that, like, I don't have that big of a budget. So I'm trying to find people that are like wanting to just do it either for the fun of it or have that like, okay, we'll help you grow. But at the same time, like when you start getting there and regardless, I'm going to pay them. Like I already have one that I hired for another show that I'm currently producing and her, her voice was amazing. And the way she delivered the lines was like, holy crap. I'm like, right. Nope. Here's here's what I'm going to pay you. Like this is <laughs> out of my pocket. You did an amazing job, and like this is what you're worth to me. Here you go. Like you you are phenomenal, and she's 
yeah, she's got her own podcast also, like, which is really cool. You know what I've noticed, especially in uh, in the podcast uh, communities that I'm in, um, a lot of them loved voice act. And I think that going into just voice acting communities, it just sounds like it's not working as well as you'd hoped. No. So I this is going to be kind of weird to say, but maybe you should start joining some podcasting communities and start asking podcasters. Cause a lot of times podcasters, and this is one thing I've noticed too, is they're more interested in helping you out than trying to get money from you. Cause a yeah. lot of podcasters out there are doing this as a hobby. And those are the people that don't mind, you know, spending an extra two or three minutes to throw in, you know, a <laughs> or whatever you know to to help you out with your with your show and then if you decide to pay them great if not they're okay um i have now the podcasting group i'm part of uh on twitter they're always always talking about you know let's do voice acting here hey i just did this voice act over here for free i don't know i don't care about being paid because i just love doing it and, and putting that voice out there that might be a different avenue for you to check out because it sounds well, like to I, me that the couple of times that we've talked about it already, you said, well, this podcaster did this voice for me. Well, this podcaster did that voice for me. But when I tried to find somebody that actually professionally did a voice, they were very toxic. Yeah. And at that, I, I've actually done some lines for other shows like a, a Fool and Scholar. I did some uh, recordings for them because they mm-hmm. were like, hey, like you showed interest. And I'm like, yeah, like I'll, I'll help out. You guys have helped me out. And like, don't even worry about paying me. I'll do this free because I love voice acting. I love playing around with voices. Yeah. So I got to play a dragon in one of their shows. And that cool. was really fun. Yeah. And, and then uh, I get to play a soldier in another one that, I kind of had to branch out and play around. And I was like, Ooh, that one's was really fun. And like, this is awesome. And the next thing you know, they're like sending me a payment and I'm like, I don't I'm expecting <laughs> this. Like, but they're like, no dude, like we're a big company right now. And they're like, we're doing great. Like we pay our voice actors. And they're like, if you ever need help, just let us know. And it's like, cool. So I do have these communities that have been super helpful and at that, I, I just kind of feel bad when I reach out to these other podcasts because it's like, hey, like, I know you're busy doing your own thing, but can you help me do this? And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be bugging people. So what does that lead into again? Fear. <laughs> you're, you're starting to catch on, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask people for help. You're not bugging us. Okay. We'll let you know if, if it's too much. But you're not going to know if it's too much if you don't ask. Don't be afraid to ask, hey, can you do this for me? Or or whatever it is that you might need. Because, you know, like we said at the beginning, we're all here to help each other. So don't feel like you're, you're a nuisance or don't feel like you're bugging us. I would love for you to ask me. Oh, I would totally use your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I do voices, so. Mainly Hanna Barbera cartoons, but you know, because <laughs> so, you like Zoinks, man. Like you know, I do a lot of Scooby Doo stuff, but that's just who I am. Yeah, I, I play around with voices all the time. Like I actually voice seven characters in my own show. There you go. So I do the Australian Grumble Raider. Oi, 
<laughs> got some bad pups here. <laughs> so doing voices is fun. And then a lot of my friends, like, they love it when I do the, I do Arnold. <laughs> Grenade, get down. And they're like, dude, God, you're so, you're, you, you just, you love playing with voices. And I'm like, it's fun. And then they're like, do Rick and Morty. <laughs> Come on, Morty. We got to go, Morty. Let, we can get in the ship, Morty. Rick and Morty forever. <laughs> Jeez, Rick, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. <laughs> or I was like, oh, dude, you do really good. So we could do this all day, but that's not why we're here. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so um, I I think if you reach out to some podcast communities, other communities you think that might use voice as part of what they do, you might be, have a little more luck finding somebody to, to fill those spots um, for your voice acting and scripts. Okay. So all of this that we talked about right now is actually going to filter the very first thing we talked about, funding, right? Because yeah. having all this, having the, the uh, YouTube channel is going to start funneling people to you, having the, um, the, um, the, my brain stopped, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> having the, um, the email list and having the landing page is all going to filter people to you. And the more people that get filtered to you, you're going to have an opportunity to sell a product to you. You can even, I'll throw this at, uh, have you thought about maybe making, now this takes a little time, but maybe making some kind of uh course of some kind. Uh, I, I actually thought about it because I did see like some posts on Twitter with this other group that I'm, like really adamant with because people have been asking like, Oh, like, is it hard starting a podcast and is it even worth doing? And then at that, like one of my favorite quotes is kind of like the field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. And I'm like, if you enjoy doing it, then it's, yeah, it's totally for you. If you make it, someone will listen. And you already have a community to sell it to. Yeah. So here, here, here are some possible funding for you too. Yeah. You're, you're one step further than I am at this point. Um, But I think if you have the capability of putting together a course and we actually can help you with courses in that creator lab too, um, putting together a course to sell here comes some more funding then because you already have people to sell it to. You already sound like you have people that are interested in what you're, what you're accomplishing. So these are people that are saying, hey, I would like this. They're raising their hands saying, hey, I would like to have this from you. Because, I mean, there's a lot of other uh, podcasting courses out there, but these people want to hear it from you. And that's where you have the advantage over most other people out there because there's only one you. Yeah. Right. So use that to your advantage and say, hey, is this what you want? Okay, I'll make it for you. And go from there. I think that's a really good idea. and. At that, I, I feel like that would be something that would be beneficial for like, especially the Patreon. It's like, if you guys are this interested, if you join at this $5 tier, then I'll do monthly videos of basically my my podcasting production and how I do it and steps that you can take to start your own story. There you go. That's That's a great idea. That's good. I like that. You should go with that. Yeah, I'm already starting to do it with my own family because now that they've played around with voice acting and seeing me do all my scripting and storytelling, they're like, man, they're like, I have so many stories that I want to tell. I'm like, well, then write them. Like, mm-hmm. we have the avenue to start doing it. So if you guys start writing it, we'll voice act and we'll get your stories. So I, 
I, I really enjoy seeing people be creative and actually putting themselves out there. And no matter what, I'm always going to try to support those kind of creative people. Hmm. I, I just had a thought. What if you presented that to your, uh, to your community? Like what? Writing their own stories? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually mentioned it once in one of our bonus episodes for This Is Us, which was if you guys have stories you want to tell, like if you want to email them into us, we can either read them or if you want to record them, we can feature them in our in our in a new podcast that we want to produce, which is basically like listener tales. Uh, tell us your favorite holiday, like your happiest Christmas, your best Valentine's date or whatever you had, like your scariest spooky Halloween, like tell us, tell us your story. Like if you have a story you want to get out, here's the space for you to do it, but do it more niche, more niche. Yeah. We'll do it more towards what your niche actually is. So instead of saying holidays or Christmas or anything, what is, tell me a zombie story. Oh, there we go. I didn't even think about that one. Because a lot of the things that people, when you, they choose a niche, and you guys have a great niche, I'll tell you that, right? It's it's huge, but it's a good one. People have stories they want to tell about zombies. So instead of saying, you know, just throwing something that general out there, throw something niche out there. Because the, my uh, Pat Flynn, the guy I follow, the niche, the riches are in the niches. That's what he says. So the more niche that you can make that fits into your genre people are going to be more responded to because they're going to realize it's part of what you do i like that idea i'm going to have to start branching out on that a little bit more now so yeah this is you've given me a lot of stuff to think about and honestly i think you've kind of inspired me a little bit more to not be so afraid of putting myself out there and getting some actual stuff accomplished and and then the funding will follow yep the funding is basically how well you serve your community is how well your funding will be it's kind of a byproduct of how you serve others so when you start serving these others they're going to want to follow you more and then they're going to become super fans because they're following what you do and they are a part of it throw them the basketball right when you when I was when I was growing up, I didn't play basketball a lot. When I did, nobody ever threw the basketball to me. Why? Because I wasn't any good. So when they asked me, like, hey, do you want to come watch us play basketball? This is Pat Flynn's story, not mine. But <laughs> do you want to come out and watch us play basketball? I'd say no. Why? Because you never throw the ball to me or give me a chance. So if you give your community that chance, give them the ball, they're going to want to join you. I like that. And at that, hearing the different creative aspects behind other people's zombie stories is incredible. Like just to hear what people's opinion would be or how a certain event would take place would just be almost brain opening. Like it would open up more creativity. And at that, it's like, yeah, like here's a story from this listener and here we go. Like this is their story. And how excited would they be to hear their story? I think people would really be excited. Do you think they tell? Do you think they tell oh, people about it? Oh yeah, because <laughs> at that, like, there have been a few of my listeners that have gotten a hold of me, and they're like, 
So I'm, I'm working on this show, but like, I, I'm, I don't know if it's like worth putting out. And I'm like, do, do you like your story? And they're like, well, I love my story. Like, it's really fun to do. And I'm like, then at that, that should be all that matters. Like if you put it out that, and you love it, that's all that matters to you. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I want it to be this. And I hope people like it. It's like, no, if you like it, it's worth it. So following your passion and doing that is the biggest key. And I kind of don't have any room to talk on that because don't be afraid, but I still have some fears. So. <laughs> You're funny. You just read my mind. It's like, who really needs to follow that advice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good at giving advice. I'm just not good at following my own. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's what Alice said, right? Okay. So that's amazing. I think you've, you've hit the nail right on the head. I think that's one thing you really need to concentrate on. Giving, giving people the ball, giving them a, and, and another thing too, you should actually do that. I mean, it sounds like people are wanting to do it already. Why don't you just kind of do it on a more regular basis? Say, Hey, if you, if you have a zombie story, you want me to critique or something like that, send it to me. I might even put it on my show. I mean, you know, yeah. some stuff like that. So I, I really think you have a lot to work with now. I, I really think, think I you have too. a lot to work with. So I'm going to, um, do you have any other questions that you want to go over? Do you want to ask me anything? Is there anything I can do to serve you at this particular point? Um, I think we've pretty much touched on everything that I was really curious about and basically wanted to have some help on avenues that I could, uh, pursue that would potentially help me out. And at that, uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much touched everything I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything that I could do for you that you want me to touch on? Um, yeah, I'd like to actually try some of your voice acting. Oh, I'd like I'm to, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I would be, I would love to try a couple of voices and just give me a couple of script lines to read and, and that kind of thing. Just to email them to me and just see, I usually try to do like three or four different types of voices for the one person and just whatever comes up best. That's what I did the last time. So, um, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about playing a soldier, a soldier? I'm more of a creature guy creature you want creature i'm more of a creature guy you know just kind of a different types of voices that i can kind of talk about you know just you know unless you want some some goofy guy that you know i could do goofy so (laughs) but anyway anyway that's beside but yeah that would be great for me if you wanted to do that that'd be fantastic perfect so do me a favor mikhail and tell me three takeaways from this conversation that we've had today well, I think some of the the number one takeaway is fear that I need to not be so afraid to pursue these avenues and uh, really just stop being afraid. Uh, and then I think a second point is, yeah, I've already got everything there and now it's time to pass the ball on and start engaging with my community a lot more. And after that, yeah, I think the third point is right now, Overall, stop being afraid. (laughs) Always falls back on that one. It does. It really does. It did for me too. It really did for me too. So don't, don't feel alone in that. That's, that's something that everybody goes through at one point or another and their entrepreneur adventure of what they're trying to accomplish. Do I do this? Do I not do this? You know, what are the consequences? Just do it. So, and what's the, what's the one thing we're going to get off the call right now and you're going to do what? I am going to stop being afraid and I'm actually going to go and put myself out there. I'm going to go onto YouTube. I'm going to start my YouTube channel. I'm 
I actually have a cast interview that I'm doing with the family today. So I think that one I'll start with the very first video and throw that out there. There you go. That's amazing. That's a good idea. And I'm also going to start looking into some more of your stuff. Oh, I appreciate that. That's, that'd be great. A couple extra, you know, listen to what we have. I have a couple of coaching episodes. Uh, most are all on brand new entrepreneurs that are just getting started. I do have a couple of follow-up episodes if you want to see what their progress is. You know, if you want to get into it, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. The one thing, the one advantage you actually have over me at this point is time. You actually have a part-time job and you're actually able to put this out in the rest of the time. I actually have two full-time jobs on top of the podcasting, on top of the coaching. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, you got me beat there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michaela. Well, I honestly, any- think, Go ahead. I honestly think that biggest part right there is just the community of people that are around me that see how much I enjoy it. And they're telling me that, no, dude, what you're doing is amazing. They're like, you're doing a good job. They're like, don't ever stop. So I got people pushing me to just keep going. And eventually you'll be able to quit that part-time job and just do it full-time. I don't know if I'll ever quit the part-time job because I love oh, you like it. <laughs> yeah. I got friends here and I got a, I got a really good boss. So he takes care of me in all sorts of ways. So it's like, all right, like I'm going to always do what I can for him. There you go. That's awesome. All right, Michael, any other questions? Nope. I think we've covered them all. All right. Thank you so much for, for coming on here with me. I would actually like to follow up with you in a month. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be totally fine. That way I could see, you know, the progress that you have gone. Now that we know kind of what our goals are and what we're trying to accomplish, I want to make sure that you have that. So I'm going to hold you accountable to those things that we've talked about today. I'll send you this tape so you can kind of reflect back on it to see what those goals were since you couldn't write it down and uh, and go from there. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally perfect. Fantastic. So I'll send you another Calendarly uh, to, to be able to do that. Okay. All right. Perfect. Hey, thanks for talking, but I, I had a blast. This was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, this this honestly for me is one of those things where I'm glad I wasn't afraid to actually come out and chat with you. It was a really fun experience and thank you for having me. Absolutely. It goes on from there, right? Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the coaching edition of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur brought to you by Doing It Today Coaching. If you want to get across the start line, contact me, DJ Scoob, at doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. Say the words, do it now for a free two-hour discovery call to see how I can help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Art and graphics by Elaine Wilson, supported by my Patreon, Brian Briggs of Ocean Tree Creative and Oliver Siegel of Anal, and hosted by me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Click the show notes below for more information. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.